Were you like many women from around the world that got the message to not have sex until you were married? But then you got married. And then you were left thinking, oh, I wasn't supposed to do this until now, and now I'm not sure how to actually enjoy it. If you're like many of my clients and the billions of women around the world who struggle with their pleasure and long-term relationships due to sex-negative cultures and oftentimes the religions that most of us were brought up in, then you are going to love today's interview with my mentor, Marcy Locke. Marcy went from being a $2 an hour waitress as a single mom to a million-dollar mentor, and then to a transformational spiritual leader. And she is one of my favorite soul sisters on the planet. Her light and her teachings from her book, The Awakened Being, Living in Liberation, Abundance, and Bliss Right Now, have led me to remember my worth and wholeness and have changed my life forever. She has a fascinating story that instantly drew me in, mainly because I so related with her upbringing. And I know that many of you listening today will too. So this is a long one, but it's an amazing one. In this episode, you are going to learn what Marcy did to reclaim her multi-orgasmic pleasure, even from all of the religious guilt and shame. She had stalkers, she had rape and kidnapping attempts, she even had breast cancer that she healed in one year, and she had anorexia and bulimia. How she went from not even knowing what an orgasm is to becoming multi-orgasmic. And what she did to unlock the flow of abundance in her life literally at the million dollar level, selling her coaching packages for a million dollars. And why sexuality was the last area of her life that she addressed and how she overcame the resistance to uh, transforming her sexuality. And how having the perfect body didn't necessarily equate to self-confidence and what did, and how she dropped the victim consciousness around being a sexual victim and how you can too. It is a long one, but an epic episode that you're going to want to carve out the time for because it is potent as fuck. Marcy's teachings are way beyond all of the other coaches and the spiritual teachers that I have come across in terms of the depth and the effectiveness of their teachings when you implement them. So I cannot wait for you to listen in and receive this transmission yourself. This is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama, the podcast for high-achieving moms to have sex worth putting the energy in for. I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and intimacy coach, and it's my mission to help you want to want sex again, to have better orgasms, and to feel confident and sexy so you experience more pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. Thanks for joining, Mamas. Now we're going to hear Marcy, who's going to share with us just how much repression and suppression were going on in her life and how that was affecting her sexuality. I'm super multidimensional and have been doing the conscious journey for over 25 years. I believe that as a divine light being who were our divine blueprint is to have fucking awesomeness in all areas of life. And so of course that leads to the journey, like all the traumas, all the experiences, everything that they get to be healed in every aspect of our world. Sexuality of course was just one of those aspects that got to come up from to live in total alignment, to be in my highest, greatest bliss and pleasure and in lovership in relation to sexuality. I was raised in a very strict Mormon religion environment and the belief systems are very boxed and very set programming. I remember just even you wouldn't even say the word masturbation like that was a sin and of course like if you were a tank top as you're older and you're supposed to be temple worthy or a tank top that must that means that you must be the devil and you're hell bent on on being in hell and 
some really deeply intense programs that, yeah, like anything other than being in a box of what you're supposed to look and be like and act and what God wants you to be was deemed bad and wrong. And yet those shadow frequencies all were existing behind the scenes. So it's like everyone looked like a very religious, moral, high moral. And yet behind the scenes was a lot of shadow and suppression because again, if you can't even say the word masturbation, there's no talking about any of that. All of that is being suppressed in this deep uh, belief that pleasure is bad and wrong. Pretty much everything you could imagine in suppression of sexuality was what I experienced uh, just from the, not only the belief system and the religion, Yet I even suppressed sexual abuse. I used to say, as I became a mentor and teacher, oh yeah, I experienced pretty much every trauma you could imagine, except for sexual abuse. That actually showed up later on my journey that I tapped into that remembrance because it was so far suppressed. And I remember even one of my coaches and teachers along the way that first gave me the suggestion of using a, a sex toy. And it was like, no, I do not require anything outside of me. It was just so programmed in me that all of that was so bad and wrong. And then when I even opened up to that, I remember like meeting this woman in the parking lot of a mall that sold them and was like, <laughs> and I don't think I opened it or, or touched it for years later. So there was, there was a deep suppression of my bliss, my pleasure, which all is in correlation to my ability to receive abundance and a sacred relationship and all the aspects of life. So it's just one of those beautiful things that I, I feel is so important and potent because it's our creation energy. It's how we're here to create and move energy, the Kundalini that moves through our system and opening our chakras and clearing all that stuck energy. So I was completely shut down. I also had a stalker when I was young. I had rape attempts. I had kidnapping attempts. So I had all these deep fears of anything connected to being beautiful or it's not safe to be beautiful. And also yet you want to be beautiful. It's just such a polarity game fuck show. <laughs> I like to call it the cosmic comedy, holy human dance and playground that we're in. Really shut down didn't talk about anything. There was no way to express. There's no teaching on anything. And there was just deep shame. One of the references to that I remember is, so I, I was a virgin until I was married as I was taught in the religion. And then I remember the first night of the marriage night and having sex. And it was so, it was so like, this is fucking wrong. It's like your whole life you're taught it's wrong to have any sexual intimacy or exploration Plus there's no obviously teaching on it in any way. And then to just be like, now it's okay. And just it being such a weird, awkward experience. And then through my marriage, it was very much a, I'm not supposed to express or feel anything or actually enjoy. It's just, this is for the man. So fuck all those beliefs that were creating density and low vibration in my life that reflected out into everything else. I'm not worthy of obviously receiving money or any other aspects. If I'm not worthy of pleasure and my own bliss. Yeah. So many of the people listening to this podcast, I'm sure, um, relate to that story because that's also similar to mine and with the same conditioning. Yeah, and it's okay. We choose a different unique path and other what the conditioning has been and the collective has been and choosing what's right for our experience here. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Can you share with me how did that conditioning affect you in your relationships and in your sexuality? What were some of the manifestations of it? Yeah, I see it reflecting in everything. This is why I teach that wherever there is resistance is showing us what wants to be healed and loved. And so many times as I, I coach high-level entrepreneurs and leaders and it's like, oh, I just want to make more money or I just want to call on the clients. And I'm like, but if you're, if this part of your life is in resistance, it's literally blocking everything else. How it would show up, like I said, is that there was no, I didn't feel safe to have any expression. 
I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I didn't know how to, to, to be seen. It wasn't safe to be seen. It wasn't safe to be heard. It wasn't safe to express. It wasn't safe to be anything other than what I call, I, I feel like such a huge percentage of our society is taught this in that perfectionist identity. What do you want me to be? What do you want me to be? It's so energetically draining to just play this role constantly. And that's where all your energy is going. It's in, and it's very low vibrational. So a, a lot of times with moms or, or women, as they'd be like, as I'd say, you can only receive as much love as you're willing to give to yourself. And they're like, how does that work? Because no, I give love to my spouse and my kids and yeah. And I'm like, and when you're, I should do this, I have to do this, I have to show up for you and do this and act this way and be this and do this. So you're happy and you're happy, and you're happy. That's a really fucking low vibrational love. That's really shitty ass love. It's not high aligned. Ooh, this feels amazing. I'd love to do this for my children. I'd love to do this for my spouse because you're not fulfilled. And so you can't get it outside of you until you're willing to give it to your, it, it showed up everywhere and in everything. A bit more of my extended story where, you know, getting to coach people at a million dollar level, going from scarcity and lack, being raised on a farm, all these things were, all of that was connected to being able to say, again, I'm worthy of the infinite support of the abundance and supply of the universe that I can do what I feel called to do, that I can follow my own passions, that I can be my own light, finding my personality, finding my essence and following those gifts all came from, okay, I got to step into, or now choose that it's even okay for me to, can I practice asking for what I want? Can I practice having clear conversations and communication about when something doesn't feel good, that's I'm worthy of feeling good. I'm worthy of living in what's in my highest joy. So one thing that I teach is always like, What's the most nourishing for my soul? So as we start to align to these things, then we have, the, then obviously everything else begins to shift, like the relationship shift and your sexual experience shifts and everything shifts. And I, if anyone can resonate with this, I had no, oh, I want to have the greatest sexual experience. That was the last thing in my mind. It was just like, survive and get through life. And it's a codependency of requiring, it's like how we're taught conditional love versus unconditional love. It's if you do this, I'll show up this way. If they act, if they do this, then I feel safe and they love me. Then I'll show this. It's all whole. It's lack. It's scarcity. It's holding back love. It affected everything. Yeah. Awesome. The access point is very interesting for many people from my perspective, because yeah. people will come in and they're not quite aware. And this was my access point too, that I was only able to orgasm in one way. And even then it wasn't very satisfying. And I didn't even know what orgasm was. It wasn't until I started doing, again, give it to myself, create my own container of safety. Um, because safe, healing can only transpire when safety exists. And so yet we got to give safety to ourselves. That's why we have the conversations with our own inner child. We can break down the illusions and we can look at what are the patterns, the behaviors. And so I was like, okay, how do I start to practice touching myself? And it can be that simple. How do I start to practice loving myself in the mirror? How do I date myself? How do I create a, a date night for me and, and set up a, oh, being the pleasure of this beautiful meal and candles and how can, I can't receive that from someone else or accept it fully without practicing for myself. So then it became, how do I begin to practice as I began sex magic ritual? And how do I practice learning to open those channels of orgasm? I had never had an orgasm with a man or woman. You could say all species included. I did fuck God, but that came after. It started with me the little steps at a time. If I'm not comfortable being in touch with myself and, and learning to make sound and express and adoring myself, I'm not going to feel comfortable someday with some partner that's going to show up and he's going to, she's going to make me feel safe. And then I'll be able to have amazing blah, blah, blah. It starts with you in those practices. As I, I learned to begin and I 
like I said, I worked directly with ISIS and she taught me a lot of this and then also worked with Tantra teachers. And cause I was like, where's their resistance? This feels scary. It was probably the last thing that I did address, maybe addressed it in little ways in that finding the belief systems. Can I have, can I speak up for myself? Can I express, can I learn to, to move energy in these ways, but addressing the you know, sexual was like the thing that I put off the last until I realized how uncomfortable I was and how much fear was in my body and how shut down I'd get when I was going into experience with a lover. And then it's why can't you orgasm? I had to start to learn to how do I open up this channel and clear so much of that is clearing all the stuck energy and the knots that we unravel that are stuck in our energetic system from our own experience in this lifetime as well as in inherited trauma. Now it's like when I go into sex magic ritual and high manifestation creation energy, I can orgasm and squirt 10 times in a row. And then it was like, now how do I be able to move that energy and, and be at peace and, and feel safe with someone else? Well, I had to start with, it's safe for me to express. It's okay for me to feel desire and feel yumminess and, and feel pleasure. And how do I move that energy? And how do I keep opening and expanding? And one of the greatest aspects for me was working with plant medicines and sacred sacraments so that I've obviously you just going to Columbia with me for a retreat down there, working with grandmother, Abuelita and Ayahuasca. I've been working with plant medicines and sacred sacraments for about 12 years. And each time was the fastest path to accessing those deepest places that the human brain and body would get in the way of and allowing what's actually that our soul is requiring that then gave me, that's where God fucking really happened. Not only is it interesting here that Marcy explains how sexuality was the last place that she began uh, to really uncover in her life and really transform in terms of like health, wealth, money, business, purpose, relationships, and sexuality. It's actually a very common thing that I hear with people that sex is sometimes the last people look to really change and transform things, yet it's the one place that changes all of the other things if they were to just go in and do it. And I also think it's interesting here how Marcy, when she went on that journey of transforming her sexuality, she never mentioned learning tips or tricks about how to have a better orgasm. It didn't even come from that place of, oh, I want better orgasms. It was just from resistance to it and and leaning into the resistance that she was experiencing that led her to want to work on it and to do the things and it was all inner work it was all working with the beliefs and the thought patterns and the emotions of the resistance itself that she was feeling not googling how to have a cervical orgasm or <laughs> any of these things that stuff comes after you work through the blockages itself so let's hear now what Marcy did to work through that resistance so she could feel integrated and embodied and fully expressed in her sexuality. I recognized I didn't feel comfortable to be necessarily touched or seen as beautiful or to be in experiences with people or with a lover. It was like I, I knew I was holding back from having a greater experience and that fucking scared me. It was it's scary. If there's resistance, it's showing me what is ready to be healed. It's ready to be revealed and healed in love. And so instead of making it a big thing, okay, now I got to face my sexuality. When we just take it an inch at a time and we just go, what's the next micro? Okay. So when someone we're in conversation about something, I notice I shrink and I don't really speak to what I want then, okay, interesting. Why is that? And let me go in and this is where the five steps come in is in my book and, and teaching people how to move through resistance moment at a time 
and how to learn to that to be their neural pathway. That it's like, ooh, interesting. Let me get curious like a child and be in wonderment and practice wonder and be like, what is that? And what am I feeling? Go the layers to, to see, create some context and logic as to what's actually operating that we weren't even seeing on the surface. Then it's like, all right, now a huge piece of that emotional expression is a letting that move through the system. So again, the five steps in my book, and there's also the freedom activators that's free on my website, all take people through this as, a, as working through that you become the person who knows in every single moment, if I'm choosing to be a liberated free being, peace is my priority. Number one, that's been my mantra for years. It's like peace is my priority. So if that means something shows up that I'm not at peace with, it's telling me what wants to be healed and loved that I can be at peace if I'm not at peace with my body, if I'm not at peace with food, if I'm not at peace with sexual expression, if I'm not at peace with showing myself and being fully witnessed and seen and heard and expressed and speaking my truth or living my purpose, et cetera. That is showing me what is ready to be healed and loved. So with peace is my priority. And if I'm here to be a free, liberated being, to be an embodied, integrated soul, that means that obviously each one of these aspects gets to be healed in love, that I can be a free being. So when we come back to wait, my divine birthright, I'm fucking magic. I am here. Like it is my divine birthright. We can't, as I said before, we can't ever receive what we're, what we're not willing to give ourselves. So when I just bring it back to you, is there anything in this moment that is in resistance? And most people go, oh, that's resistance. I'll go over here. I'm going to shoot over the other way. And maybe that's why sexuality gets put on the back burner. I felt like I worked on it in so many ways that were all connected until I was at that piece where I was like, okay, now why can't I feel pleasure in my yoni? Okay, so I get to work with a tantra teacher and experience yoni massage and, and let those traumas move through. And okay, I get to practice sex magic ritual. I had to work on the small pieces first allowed me to then be like, okay, now this is what's in my field. Oh my gosh, I got offered to be in this experience. And instantly I want to retract and say, no, uh, even though my high self and me was like, yeah, I want to be able to have these fun and joy, but oh my gosh, what if this happens? And I, da, 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 da. I'm just holding myself back from experience. So that's the simplest way I think it is for us to move through the process because otherwise people, it's like, it's all or none instead of it's this and this and this, and we can have, and we can have all of it. So we just get to play like a child. We're just playing into more pleasure. We're playing into more bliss, more prosperity, more love, more connection, more openness, more joy, more abundance. We're just here to fucking play in our playground, being wholly human, feeling all the things the human does and experiences. And remember, it's really just taking radical responsibility and choosing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay. So you went from being a nutrition and fitness and mind body expert. Did I say that? I probably didn't say something that. like that. Yeah. To, yeah. to having this massive spiritual awakening and starting to channel beings and all of this amazing stuff. But what was it like being someone who is very into health and fitness? Yep. You're obviously very buff and amazingly toned and strong. Uh, <laughs> what was it like being in a body that you were taking such great care of? You'd think that would come with a level of confidence and mm -hmm. the, these sorts of things. So, some embodied confidence, at least on some level, but then diving later into the sexuality piece, how was it different for you to embody confidence in the way of your health and fitness as opposed to your sexuality and what that was? Well, like? What's interesting is, and I'm not saying this applies for all beings because every single person is different, has their own specific journey. Having the deep insecurities of not being beautiful. I thought I was stupid from the time I was young. thought I was all the horrible things. Was like scared to, again, be seen. I used to walk down the hall with, with my eyes head down. I was so scared to be seen. Having, it was almost like I, it was created out of shadow. 
that I had to be perfect to be loved. I had to have a perfect, beautiful body to be loved. I experienced a cheating husband, got divorced after having my second baby. And my belief systems was if I have a perfect body and I'm always a perfect wife, he'll always love me, appreciate me and never cheat on me. And I got to catch, wow. So I always, from this deep level of unworthiness, I created exactly that. And so the body for me was this, it was this, I have to be beautiful. I have to be perfect. I have to look good for me to even think that I'm enough. There was a deep belief system that I'm not enough. Now, yes, I, I still live in a toned body of health, but my journey of shedding all the shadow of doing what feels good for my body instead of fucking trashing it when like working my ass off with working out and other things like that and starving. I was anorexic. I was bulimic. I went the whole journey to traveling the world as a global light leader and working with enlightened masters and seeing how they'd have bellies and there's no association to the body. There was so much of my belief that was also like when everything is in alignment, it's operating at the highest level and it's dissolving these ideas that there is no wrong or right, good or bad. There's just simply what allows me to be in the God blueprint that is, that is, feels in resonance for my body. For me, I love to feel healthy. I love to be filled with energy. I take care of my vessel because I am a channel. My vessel is what allows me to experience all of life. And so I've gone the journey of going up and down and all the ways with my body and my weight and the things. And can I love myself no matter what? Can I love myself no matter what size or shape or experience I'm in, et cetera. And every single from having breast cancer that I healed and so many aspects that I healed all, I got to see how breast cancer was associated to unworthiness and not loving the self. I would see how a lot of people that live in this, like it has to be this way and look the body. It's actually coming from a deep place of unconfident. It's not self-confidence. It's a deep place of unworthiness. I would sabotage my body to not be attractive because that scared the fuck out of me. I finally had to learn to be at peace with my body. And what are the pieces of that? Learning relationships with food to learning all the aspects that actually feed my system. That was a, a funny game because it looked like I was confident. And yet I was probably in the lowest confidence ever on, on that journey. Yeah. It often comes from like that shadow piece that yeah. drove you yeah. to have that ripped body, but then eventually integrating it through the sexuality work and really finding that inner confidence from inside, not from what your external body looked like. Yeah. And, and all the layers of, I had to let my body completely go, if you will, in those ways and have the sicknesses and the diseases, all those things reflected the deep emotional wounds and the fears that wanted to be healed to be in alignment with my body. And so now I feel like, yeah, I love being strong. I love having muscle and I love being fit and healthy and it doesn't come. That's just an aspect, like you said, an integrated embodiment of what I choose to experience based on me feeling like love for myself. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. So can you share with us what were some of these specific things that you did to take you out of that? I don't want to call it victim consciousness because yeah. you, you didn't say those words, but when you think of someone who's had sexual abuse before or who's lived through that, there's often that that mentality of, oh, I'm a victim to sexual abuse. Totally get it. Yeah. How do we get to shift out of that and take ownership of that story? I hear so many people share their abuse stories. And you know, if you, you know, sometimes they've been to spiritual teachers and the spiritual teacher will be like, you created that. So yeah, it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear. So yeah. how do you shift into like really taking ownership and dropping that victim identity around the abuse itself? whatever you're experiencing, when we start with radical responsibility, go, whatever I'm experiencing, 
Okay. If I am vibration and energy and everything is created from that, whatever you're experiencing, you are in coherence with what you're in is in agreement with your vibration. So when we can just go, okay, there's some logic and context to go, okay, whatever I'm putting out is what I'm receiving back. If I put out hate, I'm looking for hate. I'm looking for what I don't like and blame and judgment and shame and wrongness. That's all I find. And that's what comes back. I keep attracting those experiences to me. And so we get to start to shift that. If we want a different life experience, this is the thing. Everyone is worthy to be like, hey, my, your entire life experience, you might be like, this fucking happened to me when I was a kid. This was wrong. This was bad. And I'm a victim to that. And that's also a perfect experience. But we can choose okay, what do I want to experience now? Because if I stay in that idea that something happened to me, I'm always going to be a victim to outside circumstances. That means you're going to walk around. I like to say as a bitch to circumstance, a victim to circumstance of everything happening in your world instead of the source creator of it. And so as much as it can feel like, can I really breathe that in? Can I really take that in? Can I look at and just get curious? If we break down, let's just be a kid here that's getting curious. It's interesting. Why do I feel that way? What are the thoughts and ideas? Where did that come from? And we can start to just break down a piece of the illusion at a time instead of just, hey, if sexual abuse happened, I created it. That can feel really challenging for people. And if we give ourselves permission that I want a different experience, I want to feel at peace. If you want to feel peace, are you ever going to feel peace if you're always feeling like something horrible happened to you that you're not at peace with? There is our call for ourselves to give ourselves permission to find peace with what is and to see it through a higher vibration, to see beyond the illusion of what we think happened and allow ourselves to see the greater gift as to why, what we chose, what the experiences are, what we learned, what it's here for. And as we shift it and we heal it, then these lower fields of, or ideas and ways of being that they just, like I said, they no longer resonate. We start to go, okay, I can see that sexual abuse happened. And I can see, get more curious about these different aspects. And this old idea that I destoried, that doesn't really resonate with me anymore. And I can start to choose a higher story. So when we start to see beyond the illusion, the first thing I'd say is that the divine that is you, that has always been you, I like to go back to, I know that I'm a divine being. I'm magical. And that might be a hard thing for people to receive is that I never thought that I was divinity. I never thought that I was magical or that I was worth it. It was like, I must be a mistake and everything, something must've been not given to me and all that. And so even if we can breathe into that, you chose what I like to come back to is that I believe that we chose every single experience, every single interaction, because we are sovereign. We chose to be here. We chose the parents we chose. So every single person that we've interacted with, we chose a sacred contract and learning. And I know all this, it's like it, a lot of times we can hear this in the head, but can we embody it? Can we allow ourselves to, to be able to, so if we go, if the highest vibration for me to, let's make it selfish, if you will, if that's a, a word we can use. It's if I want to be experience a life of abundance and love and joy and bliss and pleasure and play, well, if I'm not experiencing love, then I'm creating separation. I'm creating, I, I, if that's the vibration I'm giving out, I can't be in alignment to receive more love, to receive more bliss, to receive more abundance, et cetera. If it's not love, it's a lie because it is separation from us as sovereign beings who chose and who are source. We are the source creators. So when we go to radical responsibility, and this is something that we can lean into where it's like, can I take radical responsibility? That again, anything that's happening in my world, I must be in coherence to in some way. Even if it's showing me what triggers me, if someone's, again, if there's a woman walking around and she's barely wearing anything and we go, oh, da, 
da, da, da, da, then we go, oh, interesting. Huh, why did I have that thought? Yeah. Interesting, is it that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that? And we judge what we are not comfortable with instead of owning how, how, like, what is there for us to learn and heal through that we can be free in our own expression and honor. Hey, maybe you still wouldn't choose to walk around half naked, but Hey, I honor that that person, that's what feels good for them. Can we be in complete neutrality and love? Can we see it through love? Can we see past illusion go awesome? This woman is like rocking, like her fruit, her full expression power to you beloved. And one thing that's coming through is that what does it mean if we ask ourselves, what does it mean to be in a life that has been created for the benefit of your learning? If you tune into what, what does that look like? Obviously you designed a life that was here to show you what you wanted to learn and all aspects of that. And, and if we think of also beyond that, what is the benefit of serving others that will come forth and come forward to you or come into experience with you that are you're here to serve from your learning. It's like everything that's being given to you, what if you knew that it was the pathway to your homecoming, to your truest, highest experience of peace with all of life? I have hundreds of stories of working with people with sexual abuse as well, that where when we move through these things and also like, whoa, that's why I had that experience. That's what it taught me. Oh my gosh, this is why I have this calling forth to, to share this. You would never know all those things or be the person that you are without that beautiful experience. So when we can start to just work on those pieces and allowing us to, again, instead of thinking that we could ever be a victim, we're always the source of our experience. So we're always the source of our own safety. So if we don't feel safe in the world, that was me. I was scared of everything. I was, and it was like, how do I become my source of own safety? How do I become the source of my own abundance? How do I come the source of my own love? Because whatever is then again, vibrating for me, perception, et cetera, everything else is what I'm going to receive. So when we just come back to, you know what, I'm fucking done with this silly story because I'm tired of living in pain or feeling and experiencing the experiences that I'm having because of this. So can I call myself forth to get curious about it and start to move through the illusions and see what else is possible and available and guide me to uh, a, a higher way of witnessing it and experiencing it and seeing it that then that the lower vibration, like I said, doesn't resonate anymore. And it's all, this is what I now believe. This is what I now see it as. In my book, I talk about the experience with my former and how I got to take full responsibility of how I attracted and created every aspect of that. And all my learnings, again, that led me to this path of fully loving myself. But what I got to attract at the time to show me that was that I wasn't worthy of the most epic love or that I was worthy of being cheated on or treated that way or any of those aspects. And now I, I, I see all of that is perfect. All that is such perfect, beautiful experience. And that he actually was that contract that was like, hey, I know you want to learn this when we're down there. So you know what? I will show up for you this way and I'll do this. How could I ever see him out of a lower vibration when he gave me access to my greatest awakening, the greatest awakening of myself and the self-realization of myself? So it's a piece at a time and it's a step at a time, but it's really come back to what do I want to experience? And is this going to give me that? Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Okay. One, one biggie. And I think that should wrap it up, but how exactly did you go from not having orgasms at all to being a completely multi-orgasmic mama? Mm -hmm. You say the word and I'm like, Oh, my pussy is bad. I'm so Jose. (laughs) I'm going to go do psycho magic. Starting to little by little love myself Mm -hmm. from can I give myself touch? Can I, I didn't know how to feel 
pleasure in any way. So starting there, right, is first calling to what we get to realize again, big piece, this is creation energy. We can't create if there's no flow in our chakras and our energy systems, which is all stuck in block, especially the sacral chakra, our womb consciousness. This, this is the creation center. Now I very much consider myself a feeling body that's, you'll notice, like you say something, I go, I'm like, I feel the words and I feel all of life because that's the way we're designed. We're designed to be feeling bodies, energetic, vibrational bodies. And we've been operating from our head instead of our heart consciousness and open to feel all of life. And when we start to just go even, wow, if I want to manifest, then it all comes from my energetic feeling and vibration. So we can make it really easy by, for me, I wanted to become in lovership with all of life and not just to be sex or the bedroom. Again, that was like the furthest thing from my desire. It was like, how do I be in what's the most nourishing for my soul? So starting to recode my life is I choose to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Freedom for me and liberation is one of my, my greatest desires or morals to be free. That means I'm completely all of me. And that means I create all the abundance to go wherever the fuck I want to go, do whatever the fuck I want to do with whoever the fuck I want to do with it, whenever the fuck I want to do it. That's like my key code of freedom and liberation. And so if I want my life to be my greatest adventure and to be in lovership with all of life, I had to learn to become in love with everything. And so I called myself to start shifting the beliefs and the patterns and the behaviors. Hence, again, in my book, that was why I was guided to write that book and give people those specific key codes to work through that and creating my own safety and was like, how do I become in lovership with all of life that I can be in love with the food that I'm sitting down to eat and every experience. So that was my, my focus and intention. And so start playing with my expression start now. It's, I wouldn't even have ever thought that I could be the wildly expressed, unapologetically expressed being that I am. If you see me on my, I have a, a line to manifest mastermind mystery school and we get on and it's, and as you see me in the jungle, I'm like, breath, sound movement are the fastest ways to move energy. I'm blah, 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 and this is how light language comes through and all these things and shake it out. And, and all these, the permission to just be fucking what people would call weird. I'm like, yeah, I'm weird as fuck. And I'm weird as fuck because guess what? I'm not here to be normal. I'm here to be all of me and, and divinely expressed in who Whoever I am. So, and that's when then channeling light beings and information would come through and all these things where I can go anywhere and talk about all things where that's such a completely opposite spectrum of life that I was living. But it started, as I said, dating myself, at, practicing asking for what I want. You never get what you don't ask for. Can I, okay, like I'm worthy of this being a fuck yes and alignment for me. So if it's not, what, let me get curious. Let me ask questions. What would be an absolute flow? And step by step, all of those things applied to being multi-orgasmic because they all, you can't go from zero to a hundred and all of a sudden be, like I said, in the bedroom and be able to, you know, have all your orgasmic bliss. If you're not like, Hey, can I can ooh, I, ask for what I want or express myself, or it'd be safe to feel pleasure. Having open, authentic conversations with to create my own safety, to create my own requests of this is my fear. This is my desire. This is actually my boundary. This is what I would require. This is what will assist me in feeling safe. As I mentioned that I got Tantra teachers and people to access those teachings and those specific things. I'm a huge proponent of always learning and growing and expanding. Even in the, what I've achieved now, I keep expanding my God fucking ability and all these things and learning directly from ISIS, practicing sex magic ritual, which is just manifestation energy. Yeah. It can be so simple and people can make it so complex, but it's just, it's just about being in like, 
Mm, pleasure energy and how can I bring those visions and those things? And then when we learn, like I teach specific processes, even in my line to manifest a whole module on, on uh, how to bring that breath through the body and how to activate and open the pineal gland and the consciousness and all these aspects just keep opening you to be able to receive more. And so when you find that comfort zone of like, oh, it's so scary. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, the next level, level and layer that gets to be accessed. Opening those pleasure codes started with this stuff started with loving myself and that. And then as I got to work with sacred sacraments and plant medicines and things like that, again, the body got out of the way and I got to access things and yet a greater level. And again, ISIS and it taught me these direct processes of activating, which that's what led me to a pathway of orgasm and, you know, squirting and all these things. Okay. Well, if you're like most of us, you might not channel light beings like the goddess Isis from the Egyptian tradition. And you might be looking for something a little more uh, down to earth that feels a little more step by step. This is how it happens. Well, I'm happy to share with you that the Jade Egg Practices, the ancient Taoist Jade Egg Practice, is the practice that I teach all of our female clients to open up all of these energy channels that Marcy is talking about, to learn how to use your breath, sound, and movement to open up stuck and stagnant energies, keeping you from experiencing and fully expressing all of your sexuality, from feeling comfortable in your sexuality, and fully expressing all of who you are, feeling safe to express all of who you are sexually. So if this is something that you're like, yes, I would love a step-by-step -step process, I would love to know how to do this, then I am happy to offer you the How to Start a JDEG Practice e-guide from my website. You can simply go to the link in the show notes in the podcast description and download that how to start a JDEG practice e-guide where you're going to get six different practices, three warm-up practices and three actual JDEG practices. Some of you might already have a JDEG. If you don't already, you can buy them on the site as well. And you get the practices so that you actually know what to do with the egg. Because sometimes, again, if you're not someone channeling all of this information like Marcy does, you can feel a little clueless about what to do next in order to become uh, multi-orgasmic and open to bliss and ecstasy in your body as well. So head to that e-guide, download it, and you can get started right away. So thankful for Marcy sharing with us today her amazing story from going from pre-orgasmic to multi-orgasmic and how that all happened. Thank you so much, Marcy, for being on. Chances are, if you hear my voice right now, you might be a woman who struggles with lack of libido or desire, doesn't find sex that fulfilling or satisfying, or that's so busy and in your head that it's really challenging to drop in and actually enjoy sex when it happens. Yes, this podcast is here to help you with that. In each episode, I will be sharing everything I know to help you experience more pleasure in your sex life. But... Let's face it, simply obtaining more information isn't going to change anything about your sex life. The thing is, being a high achieving mom who's already in her head a lot and is strapped for time and energy, more information is not what you need, sweetheart. Alternatively, learning to rewire your body and your brain so you can get out of your head, be in your body and enjoy yourself is required. If you're really serious and committed to doing the embodiment practices, the somatic and the nervous system reprogramming, so you can experience epic sex in the bedroom and beyond, then I invite you to consider my Centrally Embodied Woman program. This is my signature program to teach and to coach high-achieving moms like you. 
and it's how over 70 women have experienced a massive increase in their sexual desire and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond in less than four months. Through the program, you'll get deep, intimate coaching from me for 16 weeks, where I'll be able to personally guide you through your specific sex life and relationship struggles. And you'll also instantly join a sisterhood of other high-level women going through the same things to support you on the journey. On top of that, in addition to all of the coaching, the community, the accountability, the teachings, and the audio-guided embodiment practices and meditations, when you join the Centrally Embodied Woman program, you'll get lifetime access to our member library with new bonus content that we're continually adding in. And by the way, the program does help you to become a multi-orgasmic mama too. So yes, you can rely on just the information I share with you here. And yes, you may get the pleasure education you never got growing up. You may grow the ovaries enough to break the ice with your partner and have a meaningful conversation about your sex life. Or you could take the shortcut and get the support you're going to need right off the bat. So if you're ready to commit to doing what it takes to have epic sex and pleasure in the next four months, then click the link in the show notes and fill out an application for the Centrally Embodied Woman program. And you'll be on your way to joining my magical world of multi-orgasmic motherhood and fast-tracking your journey to a thriving sex life and relationship today. Once again, hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Centrally Embodied Woman, and I'll see you there in the program.